Hey everybody, welcome back to Disney Inside Out with your host, Ryan. On today's show, we have Emmy Award-winning filmmaker, actress, podcaster, and singer, Tammy Tucky. If you are a Disney podcast fan, you may know Tammy from her original podcast, The Tiara Talk Show. This recently transitioned to a live YouTube chat show called The Tammy Tucky Show. Tammy has interviewed some incredible Disney legends and artists, including Susan Sarandon, Stephen Schwartz, the cast of Aladdin, Ed Asner, Helen Reddy, Debbie Reynolds, and more. Tammy has also recorded a Disney cover album featuring music from the Walt Disney World theme parks called You'll Find Me on Main Street. On April 15th, Tammy will release a new album of Walt Disney World theme covers and original music called Glowing in Timeless Places. Check out my interview with Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for being on the show. Hey there, Ryan. Thank you for inviting me. It's nice to be back or be be back on the show. <laughs> I'm excited to have you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about your podcast in a, in a little bit, but I will say your podcast, and it sort of has evolved. I know it's called something different. We'll kind of talk about that. But um, your podcast was one that I listened to when I was first like listening to Disney podcasts and thinking like, oh, can I do the podcast too? Like, I think I can. So yours was kind of one that inspired me. So thank you for that. That's so sweet. I, I, cause that was how I started at, I listened to other Disney podcasts too. And I kind of came in during like 2011. So right after podcasting really was starting to get big and uh, I just was not hearing a lot of female voices in general and uh, a lot of individuals who are my age talking about things from Disney. So that's kind of why I started my my first podcast and I just had fun and I was inspired by others. So, you know, I inspired somebody else is so great, you know what I mean? Because I think, you know, everybody has a voice and every, everybody has an opinion and I just love listening to different conversations. So this is just another another way of you being able to talk about how you feel about, you know, Disney in general and other topics. I'm, I'm assuming you have fun with it, right? Oh, absolutely. It's so much fun. And I agree with you. One of the fun things is like when you are doing a Disney podcast, there are so many of them. And I think it can be intimidating because you think, well, what do I have to bring? Obviously, we're all talking about the same thing. It's it's rare that somebody's bringing a piece of knowledge that we haven't heard before. But like you said, it's just the conversation around it is what makes it unique and interesting. And we all have different personalities and and thoughts about things. So that is what makes every podcast unique. One of my favorite topics about Disney is Disney and the music. And so we're, we have you on today because you love Disney music and you have put out one album, you've got another album coming out. But let's sort of start back in the beginning. How did you first become interested in Disney and Disney music? I think the Disney sing-along tapes, I think they those were such they were VHS tapes that had such an impact on me because I would watch them incessantly because it was another way to learn to read and understand the notes and my favorite scenes from the movies. And then you had the Disneyland fun and beach party at Walt Disney World tapes where it was live action in the parks. So I think that's what... Uh, kind of cultivated my love for Disney music, but also my mom had a cassette tape 
a couple of them of Disney theme park music just in general. And I just remember being in the car and, and hearing Tomorrow's Child and New Horizons and, and One Little Spark and those songs, you know, when you want to hear them now, it's like such a fuzzy feeling because it brings me back to that time of hearing them, even though I wasn't in the parks to get to hear them when they were there. So it's a little bit different because I talked to people who were there at the time to hear them in person and their experience is so much different, but mine is just more audible <laughs> of how I listen to Disney songs. And I just love it. I, I wish I still had most of my sing-along tapes. I don't, and I don't know where they went, Yeah, but I, I, I love them. They were like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> it's funny. You brought up tomorrow's child and, uh, horizons because on your the first album you you did called you'll find me on main street that's the first track and when i saw it and listened to it i got that nostalgic fuzzy feeling because those songs when you hear them are just so like you said they just give you that feeling and then to hear you sing it i was like it's the same feeling like it's just that something about that music that just does it no matter who sings it or how it's done it's the same feeling it's timeless and, and, and inspirational and happy. And I, I think sometimes we, we, we look at the glasses half empty. And I think Epcot, just another reason that the 1982 Epcot is so big with many Disney fans is that it's a glasses half full. And what else are we going to fill it with? And another reason I chose that one and I wanted to do a medley because those two songs I love dearly and they were, they were similar yet they were different. And I was like, there's must be a way to merge this. So I, I did an arrangement of it. And my friend, James Clark, who did the instrumental for that, um, he helped like, you know, tie it all in together and, and perfect it. And I just loved singing that one. I think that's the one people ask and refer to the most out of my first album, which is um, you'll find me on main street, which was only a digital release. So uh, it, was, it was seven songs because it was a smaller album. And, um, and it was just a, such a joy to do that one. That was back in 2018, right? 2018. Yeah. Long time ago, <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I'm so glad you enjoyed it too. Would you be able to say what your favorite Disney song is? I know this could fall into many categories like movies, parks, TV, you know, there's so many, but do you have favorite or, or favorites that you would share? Yeah, I, I think with the the film wise, the one that I watched a lot on the Disney sing along tapes was just around the river bend from Pocahontas. And just hearing that and no visuals at all, it just again it brings me back to that time of seeing it for the first time on Disney sing along tapes and just playing it again. So I really truly love that one. It has a special place in my heart. Um, I think that Epcot's when I hear the opening sounds of One Little Spark, it just fills me with joy because I I got to see the attraction before it closed in 1998, and I did meet Dreamfinder and Figment when I was two. So, but I don't remember that, but I remember the song and hearing it and hearing Dreamfinder and Figment, and that was my introduction to them. So, like that takes me back. And instrumental-wise, I think for film. I really have been loving listening to James Newton Howard's scores, his Treasure Planet and Atlantis the Lost Empire scores are, are are two different characters, but they're they're so rich and different and and beautiful to listen to. So I encourage anybody to listen to that. It was it was great to 
to finally speak with him in November for the uh, the beginning of the 20th anniversary of Treasure Planet. I was like, James Newton Howard, please play Treasure Planet live one day. Atlantis too, please. Right. So <laughs> Yeah. It's so amazing. I mean, that's one just one of the many people you have interviewed on your your show. And and speaking of, we can kind of go into the the podcast a little bit. So when it when you first did the podcast, it was called the Tierra Talk Show, right? Tierra Talk Show? Yes. I, I did it with two other individuals. I did it with Darlene, who was living in Buffalo, New York at the time. And she was a mother and Danelle, who was just out of college. She was living in Canada and I was a 14 year old in Philly. And so we, we just thought it would be great to have a female voice to what was happening with Disney. Cause they really didn't have at the time, there really weren't any Disney female podcasts. So that's when we started in 2011 and, and, you know, things got busy and, 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 you know, Danelle was having her own projects happening. And so was Darlene. So I just, you know, with their blessing went on to change it, you know, just keep going with the Tierra talk show. Um, but kind of changed it a little bit in style in 2013. And then just this past 2022, I was like, well, you know, I want to, I just don't want to focus just on Disney because I have many other loves. And you could see them behind me. Your audience mm-hmm. can't see them, but I have like my array of shelf of many different things. And I'm like, I really want to be able to open it up. So I changed the format to be live on air um, Friday nights at eight o'clock Eastern. And it's like a 40 minute conversation with a guest and it's live and it's not going to be cut. And that's the way it is. And the Tammy Ducky show. So changing it a little bit. So now it's on YouTube and it's been such a joy because I did not like editing my own voice. <laughs> Couldn't stand it. Still can't. So, <laughs> In the sort of Disney realm of people you have interviewed, do you have an interview that, that sticks out, that's memorable, that's favorite for you? Oh, um, I, I was so, I've been so honored and blessed to talk with many individuals who had such an impact on my childhood. I couldn't, for me, I know this is like the stereotypical, oh, I love them all answer, but it is. I I truly, I think each one, every person brought a story that we've never heard before and probably won't ever hear again. Some people have passed away since I started the podcast. Um, You know, memorable conversations. It's like, you know, I get to speak to somebody who I was named after, which was Debbie Reynolds, because she sang the song Tammy. So that was a nerve wracking interview for me. And, and then putting together reunions, like I was just talking with somebody yesterday, you know, I love finding those niche interviews. (laughs) I was like really hard to get interviews. So, you know, when you walk into the land, uh, at Epcot and you go down to living with the land ride, when you're in those those uh those in the queue to wait for to get on the boat on the walls there are quotes from children back from 1992 1993 so i tried my best i took pictures of all of them one time and then i went and i was like i'm gonna find these people i'm gonna find them i'm gonna see if they'll be willing to talk and i found like five of them (laughs) and we had a great interview it was a great conversation yeah it was really great because now they're all moms you know what I mean? They're in their 30s, 40s. And it was just great to hear how that happened because there really wasn't a lot of distinction and information. So I love to get those interviews that I think that nobody else goes to think of. But then like, I am just so interested in hearing answers to my questions about how it became to be. So, you know, I overall, I love all of them. I love the reunion conversations, the group conversations, because 
it's fun because you, you, you get to bring people back together that haven't been together for years too. So going back into your music, you've done a lot of covers of Disney songs, Disney Park songs. How do you, so how do you choose which songs to cover? I feel like we kind of talked about that because obviously the ones that you grew up with are ones that are nostalgia, but how, when you're going to cover a song, like how do you sort of approach it? Do you think I'm just going to do it traditionally, sing it the way it was, or do you ever think, oh, I want to maybe mess with the arrangement a little bit? I, that's a really good question because there's so many factors to me that go into picking what you want on the album. So for this new album that's that's coming out on April 15th called Glowing in Timeless Places, we're going from the seven songs I did on the first album to 11. And one of them is an original piece. So I wanted to at least put a, you, you want to put a spin on these songs. You don't want to do them verbatim. Like I could, I could just be like, I'm going to sing the song as if I was the original singer because I, 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 I think I have a good ear for the original songs I've heard. I can try to like em- emulate what they did, but I don't want to do that with just this because then people are going to be like, oh, well, that's just a copy. I want to do something different with it. But then also I want to pick songs that mean something to me, but there are a lot of people that had requests from the last album. So I kind of like wrote down and I, I sent out a couple of tweets. I think it was like this time last year uh, when I was starting to think of doing this and people suggested things. I put together like a list of 25 songs and said, okay, what can I, what can I get the rights for? Because that's the other problem. Some of these songs have never been officially released. And if they've never been officially released, you can't cover them at least you could cover and put it on YouTube, but you can't professionally cover it, unfortunately. So that hit a snag with a couple of the ones I wanted to do, but you know, it is what it is. You know, you have that backup list. So I pick songs that I liked, but some, some suggestions, I pick some that I was like, this is going to be really hard, but you know, I'm always up for a challenge. So that's kind of how I, I kind of gauged them, you know, things that I knew, things that people wanted to hear, how I could change the song. And if I could, because you you want to you you definitely want to give something new and uh, because it's interesting I just am thinking because I everybody kept asking to have a CD a CD what happened to the CD for the first album CD 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 and uh, physical media I think we're finding is is more treasured now and as you could see behind me again I have all my DVDs and I you know what I mean I don't even have Disney Plus I love my DVDs because they have the behind the scenes and extras. But again, I remember the cassette tapes and the CDs that I had of Disney, I could open them up and open up the booklet and read the lyrics or look at information about the songs. Like, I love that. So that's another way I'm kind of incorporating this is putting it on a CD and and then people can open up the booklet and see my home photos, uh, my home trips from past trips I've done with my family, like see photos that are relevant to the songs I'm singing. And, uh, and it's just so much, it's just such a joy to kind of put that together and cultivate it and make it something, you know, something brand new and that hopefully people will like, I'm crossing my fingers. (laughs) So let's talk about the album that's coming out, Glowing in Timeless Places. What can you tell us about sort of the basis of this, where it came from? Maybe go through the songs, tell us what the songs are from. Anything you can share with us, reveal before the release, we would love to hear it. Yes, I've been working on this for about a year now. I set up an Indiegogo campaign. We had all of these 
wonderful people who funded the album. And now they, I think almost all of them have gotten their own CD already. <laughs> if they signed up for that perk or whatever, or got a digital copy of it. And, um, it, it was, it was a project that took a year to do and you get these instrumental tracks and you go into the recording studio and you work three months just to get the sound and your vocals right for the track. And then you're right into mixing for two months. That's how we did it. It was a really quick process. I don't think a lot of people do it this way. Um, but it, it was just something like a challenge for me. And some of the songs that you will hear in the album, I, I, I picked songs to make it fair because there's four Walt Disney World theme parks. And I was mainly going for songs from Walt Disney World because that's where I, most of them are from. You can hear them usually overseas at, you know, Shanghai and Disneyland Paris and, and um, at the other locations in Disneyland, but a lot of them come right from Walt Disney World. So I, I split it there where I had the four parks, but also I wrote, um, I wrote my own song called Cinematic, which is inspired by the Disneyland Paris film Cinemagique. If you've never seen it, it's on YouTube. Somebody put it on there and you have to see it. It's so good. Um, but I, I kind of, we we're, I'm doing, I couldn't do any medleys this time because of some new copyright rule um, that was made in 2020 and whatever it is, it, it would take a little bit longer to make those. And I'm like, I don't have that time. We're making this in a year. So uh, there's no medleys this time, but there are different songs from, you know, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit for those who loved retro Epcot at the land. There is we'll meet again, which you hear in a ghostly effect at the tower of terror queue. There is well, obviously, we have to go back to um, Magic Kingdom and Frontierland. I know a lot of people loved my Country Bears song last time, but this one is one of the backing tracks when you walk around. It's called A Cowboy Needs a Horse, which was also on a Disney sing-along tape, which I loved watching when I was a kid. So there's a, there's a, a selection. There's 11 songs total, and... If you want to hear a preview of the songs, they're actually on my website. If you go to tammytucky.com slash order, um, you could find the pre-order buttons and you could pre-order CD if you're if you're willing. But also you'll have the music um, sampler so you can hear some of the songs and what I was trying to to change them a little bit to, you know, add a little of my own taste to <laughs> to each song. So um, I, I, I think we'll, and, and if you get the CD again, you're going to you're going to have um, the the lyrics of cinematic you're gonna have the the names of all the backers on the cd um i'm just a physical media girl so we have them this time so if you're interested go to the pre-order page and pre-order and we'll ship one out to you <laughs> it's i know you were mentioning um physical media and i was thinking like vhs tapes like when the new disney vhs tape came out that was usually the first time you were able to see a preview for what the next movie would be Exactly. Like I remember when, like, I think when the Lion King VHS came out, it had that first trailer for Pocahontas, which was essentially the colors of the wind number, yes. I think. And that was like our first time being like, oh, this is the new movie. Like that was how you all, that's how you learned. I, I think it was so interesting because before our time, it was, 
they were in the vault. You couldn't see them unless they were released back to the movie theaters. So we were lucky in that retrospect where some of them, some of them were on Laserdisc for me actually too. And we were lucky because they were releasing them out on VHS tape. And then we got caught up into the threshold that was the DVD um, in like 1999 or something, 1998 or something. It was like right around Austin Powers, I think. And um and it, 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 like again, just I'm I just feel sad because a lot of the DVDs they release now for films have no bonus features. It's just like subtitles, and that's about it. Um, and I'm like, well, what what happened to the the fun of doing that? I guess they just don't want to invest in it and in, in it anymore, which is such a shame. They're like, well, we could just put up a two minute video on YouTube. It's like, no, I I want to I want my Lord of the Rings extended editions two hours of behind the scenes features. That's what I want. And that's what I'm going to watch. <laughs> so that's what I appreciate and miss it so much because that's the joy of more people wanting to see your movie again is seeing, Oh, so you actually filmed this sequence in person. It's not a CGI scene like the Spider-Man thing with the tray and he ca- he catches all the things on the tray and that was not digitally done. That was actually done on set. And it's like, oh my gosh, so how did they do it? I want to see it. And and that gets you more involved in the movie and you feel like you were a part of it. And and that's what I feel is that like everybody's saying streaming is killing everything. It's like, no, it it's like it's it's the journey of getting the DVD, getting the VHS tape and playing it yourself, but also learning about the movie and how it how it came to be. There's like none of that anymore. If there was a Disney project you could either something you would sing or act in or dance in or be a part of maybe a Disney movie, Disney park. It could be something that already exists or maybe something you're like, they should make a show like this and I want to be in it. Do you have anything like that? Like a dream role or a dream like show? Oh, well, my my dream role as a girl, a little girl and still, I would love to have been in Voyage of the Little Mermaid. I know that show by heart. I can do it for you now. Um, so I would have loved to have done that. Yeah. I would love to have been in the Barbie show that was at Epcot before I was even born, the <gasps> yeah. magical world of Barbie. Right. Um, but if something like, if I could create something now, I actually talked to Ridley Pearson, the author, a couple months ago, and he had his new book, it is Disney's cautionary tales a collection of scary stories about the disney villains it's really great you should read it but he wrote he started out with the peter and the star catcher books but the ones that really reeled me in were the kingdom keeper kingdom keepers books Mm. which was the kids get to go into the parks late at night as holograms and i don't understand why they have not made anything with this but i would love to do something like that like like national treasure in the theme parks or where they had that 90s show called inside out where it was like a weekly show where you get to know the new things coming to Disney. And that was just so much fun. You know, nineties like shtick was so silly and ridiculous. I would love for them to do something like that again, because I feel like that, that really pulls in your younger crowd who just are like, I could go on this ride. And I could, I could meet Winnie the Pooh and did it, you know, like it, it, that, that's just another way to like encourage and inspire kids too, you know? So I would love to do something along those lines if I could. 
<laughs> Tammy, the, al- the album Glowing in Timeless Places, it's coming out April 15th. Tell us where we can follow you, where we can get the album, all of that. Sure. So you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tammy Tucky. Um, I'm on Facebook under facebook.com slash singer Tammy Tucky. Mm, what else? Oh, my website is TammyTucky.com. The album itself will be available on Amazon and iTunes, but you could pre-order it now. You could just type in the name or you can go to my website, TammyTucky.com slash order, and you can pre-order a digital copy or you could pre-order a CD um, for your own physical collection. And uh, I'm just so excited and thrilled that I get to finally release this. There are a couple special guests on this album and not just Catherine, but there's some other special guests. So you have to take a look and listen to it for yourself. I, I really am proud of how it, how it, how it's turned out. And I just really, really hope people enjoy it as much as I had a blast recording it. So, you know, I, I, I can't wait. And thank you very, very much for allowing me to plug the album. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to follow Disney Inside Out Podcast on Instagram at Disney Inside Out Podcast. And if you're feeling generous, drop a rating and review so others can find the magic. We'll see you real soon.